Hello, and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, author and playwright Mark Anthony Rossi. This show explores all forms of creativity for those searching for meaning and a place in the world. To err is human, but so is to love. Now, without further ado, here's your host. Hi, folks, and welcome back to Strength to Be Human. I'm your host, Mark Anthony Rossi, writer, poet, playwright, host of this show. We're going on to episode number 91. It's part two in the Mechanics of Muse, and that'll be What is Perseverance? Now, I'll give you the definition in the dictionary, just so we can kind of start from there, all right? Persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. I'm not trying to make a joke out of this, but it's it's perhaps the most perfect definition of writing. It really is, because without it, you're never really going to get anywhere. And perseverance is what you need. Unfortunately, we live in a day and age now where um, things have been made so easy for us. Machines wash the clothes, robots talk to us to connect us to our children, computers uh, help type stuff for us, you know, jets get us across the country so we don't have to wagon train it like the old pioneer people, you know, giant ships get us over across the oceans. We don't seem to have the sort of work ethic that we had even 50 years ago. A lot of it seems to be disappearing. Um, Part of it is just a culture clash of the day we live in where you got a, a set of people who just think that you know they were born to be given everything even though they don't do anything about it and then you got others that you know they feel they need to work to get somewhere well writing is one of those people it's one of those people that if you're not working you're not going to get anywhere okay there's there's no handout for writing there simply isn't that's why so many give up in many ways uh, it's as difficult as might have to say to someone, but uh, sometimes that's not a bad thing. Sometimes people should give up writing because it's a lot of an investment, a lot of your time, a, a lot of the energy and, and, and concentration and focus and, and, and just the, the spirit of who you are. You need to be able to tap into all of that. You need to be able to use all of that. And, and maybe you don't have enough to give. Or maybe it's just not the right time. We talked about that in the last episode that... Uh, giving up writing is not the same as never writing again in your entire life. It, it just might be at a better point in your life some other time when things line up better for you in terms of the what's necessary, which, uh, of course, necessary is to have the talent or work hard to get the talent, to have the perseverance because it doesn't matter if you're born to be a writer or if you're making yourself into a writer. If you can't persevere, you're not getting anywhere anyway, Okay. And I think the uh, the third step here is discipline. But discipline has really nothing to do with work ethic. I've known plenty of people that have a great work ethic and, and they kind of suck at, at being disciplined. So you can actually be undisciplined and have a work ethic. But you cannot be a person that has a work ethic and then has no perseverance. Because they literally go one and one and hand in hand. Okay? It's like a car. Uh, you can't go anywhere until you fill it with gas. And that's that's what work ethic is. Work ethic is the car, that motor, that engine, and the gas is the perseverance. They need each other. They're separate things, sure, but they need each other. 
And we're going to talk about that a lot, a lot in the show. The various facets of that, where you can get that. I mean, some of it, folks, really has to do with, and what I feel anyway, is what you feel your mission is as a writer. It really is. I mean, if you're a commercial writer, it's all about, you know, trying to get your point of course in the simplest ways possible, fit that uh, that word quota, and, and get paid. So it's a little bit more simpler, I feel, than uh, when you're a literary And then you have your literary writer. And that's pretty much a, a person that has to plow uh, their their souls, their their mind, their memories, even their dreams, perhaps even their nightmares, to be able to put together something that's not only uh, personal and unique, uh, but also something that contains a real element of passion. And and passion is a real part of a perseverance. It's not the only type of perseverance because you know you can have mental perseverance and not really be emotionally passionate about something so there's different forms of, of perseverance but they all have i guess you could say a, a, a mission or they they have a real linchpin that launches them to continue the perseverance because you just don't persevere for the sake of perseverance i'm going to keep writing because that, that that would be the stephen king a, a method of writing okay i'm going to keep writing 1500 words every day for a week you know, and I'll probably have like 10,000 words at the end of the week. I mean, I'll, I'll probably use like 10 of them because the rest of them are crap. But I see I'm writing and I'm persevering. I mean, perseverance still has to make some sense, folks. It can't just be mindlessness. And that's what that stuff is, those word quoted things. Mindlessness. Unless you're really writing in the, in, the, in the type of scope he's writing where he's literally writing in, in, inside of the dialogue. He's writing a, a, a story, a, a visual, and in the type of style that he does. Then all of that makes sense because he can craft something out of that. But other people can't do that because they have a different way of going about things. It's why oftentimes a person's style is their style. You can't match it. Oh, I'll be just like him if I could do this. Uh, no, you won't. None of us will. And that's fine. We need to be who we are. So perseverance, let's say, let's just break it down, okay? First of all, perseverance, at least in, in the front part of things, has a kind of a mission, all right? Um, and the mission might necessarily be about, I need to finish this piece of work, or I'm writing because of my grandmother died of uh, some disease nobody can pronounce, and I want to figure out how to get the, get it out there so people know about it. Maybe, maybe someday some people will... You know, fund research or something and, and let other people uh, have a better chance of living. Okay, I guess you could say that's a, a mission and a perseverance. Fine, nothing wrong with that at all. Of course, you got the other types of perseverance of this is what I want to be. I want to be a writer. So I'm going to write this particular genre. I'm going to work really hard at doing so. So a perseverance can also be about figuring out the various. Uh, I guess you could say the tools and the building blocks of becoming a writer. You know, I'm going to get this word processor and I'm going to get this thesaurus and I'm going to get this dictionary and, you know, I mean, I'm going to try to brush up on my grammar and I want to try to learn what, what, what the outline of a story is until I can figure out how to write my own type of story, put my own imprint on it. Perseverance can just be about just sort of the skeleton you're putting together before you start, you know, putting all the skin and everything else to make to make it come alive. So that's what it can be. This is the genesis of what you're doing. But then, of course, you have to go beyond that. Okay, it's one thing to to get what, what I what I call like superficially ready. You know, the computer, the 
the book, the, the idea of uh, how you want to structure something. And that's a whole other thing to sit there with a blank page and, you know, come up with your own. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I mean, because you got to start off with something that helps you move from there. Starting off that first sentence or two or even a paragraph. Sometimes that's all you need just to at least you know you're on your own your way. You know, and that, that could be hard in itself. So uh, perseverance next goes to um, what am I going to write? Not necessarily genre, but just what I'm going to write. You know, where's your, where do I start out in, in this story? When this story could be a poem, this story could be a fiction piece, this story could be a non-fiction article you're doing. That's what I mean by story, though. What do you mean? Story. Well, where do I start? What angle do I start on? Huh? Do I try to backtrack and start from the from from the past and, and move it up from there? Do I start on on a more immediate basis? My grandmother just died two weeks ago. I can't even pronounce this friggin' disease. They got no cure for it. They don't even have any treatment for it. You get it, you die. I'm not happy. What the heck? It's not a bad way to start something, though, because at least you're already uh, outlining, you know, um, a real. I guess you could say a center focus of it. And the center focus don't have to be in the center of the piece or the end of the piece. It can be in the very beginning. Okay? It's one of the key, uh, I feel, uh, mechanics of, of flash fiction. Uh, Edgar, Poe, Edgar Allan Poe did this, and, and, and you'll, you'll notice it in, in a lot of teleplays. They'll do that. They'll start literally an episode where things are already happening. You know? Uh, one of the really more famous ones, I don't want to sound like a sci-fi geek, but it, it's just a perfect literary example, is uh, the old show of Battlestar Galactica, when it was like in the late 1970s, early 1980s. They had a number of episodes where literally it starts off with them getting blasted already in, in space by the, by the evil Cylon robot enemy. And then they're kind of going from there. That's literally how the show starts. So it's already starting with action and something's already going on. Then later on they explain what that episode might be about. Whether it was about discovering something on patrol or something that was going on dramatic on the, on the main ship. And, you know, I mean, they were just accounting some stray robots or they're getting close to the big armada that can wipe them all out and that's the end of humanity. Blah, blah, blah. But that's what I mean by that. Some of them just start that way. Boom, action going on from there so you could start that way too there's nothing wrong with that and remember even if you start this way this doesn't mean that this has to be where it's going to be in the end of things you might want to say no i'm going to do something else i'll use this piece in some other place so maybe you're like i'll just throw this piece away and start some other. so it's not wrong with that it, it, it's also a way to inspire yourself it's a way to sort of get through a, a breakthrough or make a breakthrough happening just by having stuff down doesn't necessarily mean you're going to use it in the end. You might not. It happens all the time. You know, and I'm not suggesting you should uh, use this as a formula. I don't know if there really is a such thing as a formula. You'll eventually figure out your own way of how you want to create things. And you might have your own little internal voice and mechanism on how you do things. But later on, you're going to rewrite it and shape it into what you think it can be. But starting somewhere is important and it's part of perseverance because you can't persevere until you have a beginning <laughs> okay there's no such thing as uh yeah man i'm persevering but i haven't worded a single word like in four weeks but i'm persevering no you're not persevering you're stalling you're stopping you're not doing anything that's not persevering you got to have something down first to persevere okay you can't move forward if you haven't even made one step forward that's not forward that's not persevering Okay, so let's go with this uh, in the order. Okay, uh, uh, it's a general order for the show. You can change things around if you want. 
I mean, no one says you can't just write down a bunch of stuff on a yellow pad and go buy a computer later, buy a pen later. Do it on with a pencil. I mean, no one, no one said you can't do any of this, all right? There really isn't any real order because it's like what I, that one show I did about the rituals of writing. It's the same thing. You have to feel out what's going to work best for you. Whatever is the most comfortable that helps you become more creative, those are the things you're setting out. They help you with perseverance because what they do is they construct an environment from you that makes you feel comfortable, that makes you feel safe, that makes you feel, well, hey, until I get my way around of how I'm going to put together things, I'm glad I'm in a place that's not killing me over here, okay? So it's, it's real important to, to do that. Now next, another part of perseverance, okay, is, is to have some sort of a, a emotional, I don't know if you want to call it a touchstone or just a, a, a emotional gravity about what you're doing. You know, is that mission statement that you had as a writer, is that really about... Um, you know, trying to alert the uh, public about a disease so that other grandmothers don't die? Is it about just being a writer and this, ha this happens to be just something close to your heart? Is it about that you just want to keep doing different things all the time? You, you need to kind of get an idea with persistence on, on what you're planning on doing with your writing. Is it a couple of short pieces and then you're going to do a big book one day? Is it of a bunch of short pieces that eventually have a, a theme in it and you're going to put together as a book one day? It's good to have some kind of ideas about what you're planning on doing next. Now, I don't think it's confusing to want to say I'm, I'm going to go a couple of articles and a couple of fiction pieces. And I feel that that helped me get some confidence and, and, and build myself to a direction that maybe one day here, um, who knows, six months, a year from now, I'm going to put together a, a nonfiction book or, or a novel or something like that. It's not very confusing. It's a good goal to have. It helps you with persistence because, again, persistence can't just be some mindless forward action. It has to have a meaning, okay? And in an end, to me, it also has to have an ending because persistence is not eternal, okay? You can't write and rewrite something 98 times or something. There's a point where you got to let it go, like, like a child in the world, and you hope that whatever you, you've uh, you tried to transfer over to them is suck enough that, you know, they're going to be safer and do well. That's what those uh, pieces of writing are in many ways. They're like children. And we're their parents and their protectors. So perseverance is really about just the act of continuing writing, not necessarily the act of continuing rewriting the thing that would, would you, you're doing here, okay? you, you got to have some kind of an endpoint on that. You really do. I mean, I'm all for rewrites because they're necessary, but you do have to draw a line like this is going to have to be good enough. And let me go put it out there and do something else. Maybe you'll come back to it in the future again, maybe not, but you have to have a line. So perseverance in many ways not only has to have a beginning and not only has to have some kind of a, a emotional footprint for it all, or even emotional fingerprint if you want, but it, it needs to have some sort of an end game to it, some sort of goal in mind. You know, the goal is to get this piece out there to educate somebody. The goal is to get this poem out there to move somebody about something that I've felt or seen or experienced or want to maybe stop from other people from happening. Maybe it's something that is to uh, open their eyes and rescue them from something. You know, cure a disease, stop drugs, don't drink like a fool when you're driving, that sort of thing. But 
It's important to have a goal because otherwise perseverance just becomes another task like any else you're doing, whether it's throwing out the garbage or cleaning the dishes or helping your kids vacuum their room because I don't know how they can't figure out how to operate a vacuum cleaner. Hmm. What's that about? Um, it can't be that. It has to it has to have, a, a, I feel, an enlightened purpose and it has to have a beginning uh, if not a middle, at least an end to it, okay? Because it, it does have to have some sort of a routine. It has to make some kind of a sense. Because why do you want to persevere on something if you start doing things that starts making you doubt everything? Doubt is the enemy of all of us, okay, here, folks, okay? Doubt is more of an enemy to, to a writer than cancer. Because I've known people who are sick and terminal and dying, and, and they, they're still out there doing what they got to do. So that didn't stop them. Maybe the disease will stop them eventually, but they are not going to stop themselves. So keep that in, in, in mind, okay? You want to make sure that what you're doing has some sense, has a purpose, has a goal. That's what persistence is all about. This way, it, it's something you're doing that you're not going to get tired of. You're not going to get bored with. You're not going to be frustrated about. Well, maybe you'll be frustrated about it now and then, but not the kind of frustration that causes you to doubt everything or just don't want to do it anymore. That, that, that's not really frustration. That's just giving up, all right? Because as a writer, you're always going to have some form of frustration, you know? It, it might be on, on the family not giving you the backing you think you have. It could be on the world being as crappy as it can be at times. Uh, you could be frustrated because paragraph four sucks, but the other three paragraphs before it are rocking and rolling. And that's that's normal stuff there. That's fine. But perseverance, I, I feel in many ways it's different than persistence. Okay? Because persistence to me is just about keeping doing something over and over again. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're learning anything from that persistence. Persistence can be insanity. Keep doing the same thing over again, thinking you're going to get the same result. That to me, so persistence is not really the same as perseverance. Perseverance is, is far more ennobling, far more enlightening. It's a lot more intelligent. It knows that it has a place that it's going to end. It knows it, uh, what it wants to do. Even if it doesn't know all the things to do, it knows what it wants to do at least. Persistence really can be mindless. And I don't say that it's not important because it is, but in the end... That's why the show is called What is Perseverance and that is What is Persistence because persistence is limited. Perseverance is not. It has the full scope of what we need as artists, as creative people, as writers. And you need to have it if you're ever going to make this writing something that, that, that you feel is important in your life, something you want to continue to pursue. Sometimes you understand that you might never be a household name. You might never achieve a lot of serious projects that, that gonna, people are going to want to buy or that people are going to want to publish. But you're going to get enough stuff out there you feel that you've accomplished something, that you made some kind of a difference, that you're out there doing what you're supposed to be doing. That's what perseverance is all about. This is what keeps you going, understanding that what you're doing has meaning first to yourself and then maybe eventually to others. But if it doesn't have any meaning, that, that's when you slip into just being persistent. And you're only going to get so far with that. So you definitely want to be, be careful with that, okay? Now let's talk a little bit about why a work ethic and perseverance is so important, okay? More now than ever... The functions and the tools and ultimately the product and the results of writing are in our hands more than ever before. 
Okay, not even 50, 60 years ago, none of these things existed. Okay, no email, no cell phones, no smartphones, no computers, none of this nonsense. Okay, you had a regular publisher that put out a couple thousand titles a year, you send it over there. Oftentimes you need an agent, so you got to convince them, you wait a year or two, and then you hope something happens. That's about what you did. That was it. Wait in the mail one day, just like you put it in the mail one day. That was the world we used to live in. A world that, in the end, picked more people that were networking and who had friends and did this and did that than, than the average people. So lots of people didn't get published. Now, because that model has failed, people are tired of those books and they're tired of that way of doing things. And those people can't figure out how to make any money anymore. Not because people are not reading, because they are, as evidenced by ebooks. You see that there's more readers than ever before. It's because they're tired of the junk those people are putting out there. Okay? Just because you have a master's in English doesn't mean you're a great novelist. All right? Just because you're the professor of some language doesn't mean you're going to be an incredible poet. And just because you're desperate to get a book published, because that's what's going to secure your tenure and therefore uh, your income for the rest of your life until you retire from some academic institution, doesn't mean that's worth a damn. All right? But when people are using all that, and people were impressed with that in publishing. That's what happens. You flood the market with a bunch of junk. People don't care about it anymore. They'll, they'll gravitate to the stupid romance novel or, or the, the idiotic uh, uh, how to fix your house with three screwdrivers and, and a magic crystal ball. I mean, rather than listen to some professor drone on about something that none of us care about, including the students in front of him in that classroom. This is what drove down that industry. Then eventually it took over by business, and I don't know what the hell they're doing. So now, now it's just a, a celebrity slash cookbook place. That's about all it is. But we have now the power with the new world that we have that we can create things on our own and we can get things out there. You can become your own independent publisher, publish ebooks, do print books, all kinds of different tools out there. Okay, you can get better readers on the internet, which now exists, of course, to help you to help you proofread, to help you edit, to give you some pointers. You can help other people as well. You could do all this. Go out there in conventions. Go out there in bars where they have like readings and stuff. Go out there in readings themselves and read it and sell your book. Do it at church places, flea markets, on the internet with Facebook. There's a hundred different ways. There's probably even more that haven't been invented yet that probably will be invented that we could do to market ourselves. It just means that more now than ever, you got to take a, a, a real advantage of all those things, and you have to become your own everything. Your own publisher, your own editor, your own agent, your own marketing person, your own PR person. It's a lot of work, I know. A lot of writers these days are not prepared for that. It's the number one reason why writers give up in the 21st century. They don't want to market. They don't want to learn how to market. They don't care. You know? They rather cling to some some story that someone told them about their uncle's eighth cousin on the sister's side. Uh, got a book, uh, sight unseen, just mailed it in there, and oh my God, now they they have money coming out of the ceiling, and and they can't stop it. They're working on the second book right now. All right, they rather believe that sort of story than the truth is is that that stuff very rarely happens. But it does happen in the sense that people who have independently published got themselves out there, marketed. They eventually got that title to somebody in the publishing world, and they say, wow, yeah, this is good, and we see that it's selling. Why don't you come on board with us? And then they got to make a decision on how they're going to negotiate that because the average contract for these places suck beyond belief, okay? You're lucky they give you a dollar and an espresso, and you still got to do all this work anyway, and that's the, that's the real key there. 
So perseverance is incredible and critical. It's incredibly critical to do. You need to have that because it's not just about figuring out how to write, coming up with something unique and putting it all together. It's not even just about how do I market this and, and, and how do I create this and how do I get this out there? That's part of perseverance too, but it's also about what do I do next? Do I work on another project? Do I keep trying to get this thing is out there as much as possible? That's what perseverance is going to teach you about what you think you can be doing and how you can do it. Sometimes perseverance is about taking some time off of writing so you can try to keep that promoted, that product. I mean, you got writers out there, you know, they're, they're putting out like 30 and 40 books a year sometimes. And then they're wondering, why am I not known anywhere? I'm like, I don't know, people trying to catch their breath on the other 39 you put out. You, you, you go overboard, you, you dilute yourself just as badly as you're trying to put out a title every three years or something. You know, you should have one or two out a year. Maybe three, but that's barely about it. You still have to get those things out to people so they could buy it. And, and you can start building an audience because that's what you need to do. These are all the things that have to be done these days. That's why so many people stop becoming writers. That's why some of them just get frustrated and tormented and saddened by the whole process because they don't want to deal with all that stuff. They don't find that fun. But I'm not really sure what these folks think about fun because writing is, is in many ways a blessing and, and I love it. But guess what? My family is a blessing and I love them. And I have days where I'm like, oh my God, I just need a three hours for myself. Get away from me. It's so different with writing. You're going to have times where it's like, ugh. That's just the way it is. So it can be work. Being in a marriage, work. Having a family, work. Maintaining a household, work. Going to work, work. Well, guess what? Writing is work, too. I know you thought it was some wonderful pastime. And if that's how you want to treat it, no one says you can't. I'm fine with that. But I get a lot of writing from people that I can tell it's a hobby and a pastime. It's hard to take stuff like that seriously. I try to publish people as much as I can because I really believe that's what I should be doing when I'm, when I'm operating my literary journal, Aerial Chart. But that doesn't mean I'm just going to publish any piece of junk. Or anything that looks like it's half-assed. Or anything that doesn't have any anything to say other than, than the, anything I could have read anywhere else. Or maybe the five poems before it or the two stories before it. Okay? It can't be meandering. It, it can't be cliche. It can't be having no spark of life. That's not writing. That's typing. Anybody can type. My son can type. Doesn't mean he's giving me any flash fiction that's worth a damn. Okay? And if you don't take it seriously, neither will you. So perseverance, folks, is also about what you're going to do with this. Are you carrying it forth to something serious? Do you feel comfortable in a room of people saying, hey, I'm a writer? You know how many writers I know, they don't even, they're not even comfortable saying that. Oh, Mark, they're going to ask me what titles they're at. They're going to ask me what books I can go to. They're going to ask me this. They're going to ask me that. All right, so... Have some answers then. I don't know how you can be working hard on being a writer, telling us on the internet you're a writer, emailing to people, I'm a writer. You're in a room with people and you, I, don't, I don't want to say anything. That's great. Okay? We got people right now out there that they haven't figured out how to explore or understand and eventually display to the world their sexuality. And they call that being in the closet. And I certainly don't 
judge people either way, whether they're in or they're out. But what I do say is that what we do, okay, privately and publicly, it has consequences. They don't always necessarily have to be bad, but there's still consequences. There are consequences on people who come out, you know, and say, I'm a writer or say, I'm a gay person. Just as much as there's consequences on people who don't. There is a price to pay for all that you do and the choices that you make. There's no easy choices. There's no free choices. All right? You want to sit on a fence? There's probably a couple million people that do that. It's the one why society has lost its edge and why in many ways it's so slushy and so crappy. Everybody thinks they're going to do something that's always going to be popular, that's always going to be acceptable, that's always going to be right. Well, what the hell ever happened to gambling and chanting the chance? Seizing an opportunity. You know, when you seize the opportunity, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful. You're just seizing an opportunity. You could fail. And even when you fail, what you do with the failure makes a, a good chance that maybe the next time you won't fail. Maybe you've, you've embraced it to learn something. Or maybe you're going to just fail in a different way. Maybe you need to fail five and six times. It happens with professional athletes and all kinds of other crafts that are out there. Why not with writing? That's what perseverance is about. Getting up off the floor when it didn't work out to go try again. Okay? Perseverance. That might be the short definition for it. Trying and trying again. And maybe again and again. Until you get it right. Until you feel confident, until you've gained some faith, until you can be in a room with people, I'm a writer, okay? I'm still working on a novel yet. I got a couple of places I think I could send it to. No, I'm not in the bookstore yet. It's my first book. You want to hear about it? I'd be happy to tell you. There you go. You got a nice conversation going on there. Not going to get lots of people asking you dumb questions, and you're not going to get a lot of judgment. You know why? Because you just framed it for them. And how did you do that? Because you defined yourself rather than making some moron stranger define you. That's how you protect yourself. That's how you have a sense of pride. And that's how you become a writer in the end, by doing that. Not, not being shy and, and steering away from something. Yeah, I'm a writer. I mean, I don't have an agent yet, but, uh, you know, uh, maybe one day. And, um, you know, don't have a publisher yet. I'm still trying to work on this novel. And, God, it could be frustrating, but uh, I'm, I'm continuing. What the hell does that sound like, folks? Hmm? Does that sound like somebody with a mission? Does that sound like somebody that cares about what they're doing? Huh? If you want to be shy... Go get that job in the post office, okay? You could sort other people's mail out. In fact, maybe you could sort some of my mail out. Get it over to my publisher, okay? Thank you for that. Because that's about all you're going to do then if you want to be shy. Writing is not for shy people, okay? It's for people who go out there and they want to kick some ass. Even if they can't do it physically. Even if they're in a wheelchair. But they want to kick some ass from that page. And that's what they plan on doing. And they will do it. Why? Because they believe in it, and they're going to persevere, and they're going to keep going. They have a plan. They have a goal. You don't have to be done yet, but you still have to do this. You heard the difference of those two things, okay? So don't fall for some stereotype. Writers are a bunch of nerds. They don't know anything. Really? I'm a military veteran. So not only will I write, not only am I going to write and kick your ass with that, 
I might just kick your ass in person too, okay? So uh, there goes your stereotype out the window. There are all kinds of us out there doing all kinds of things. And I'm certainly not shy about anything. And I'm not in the closet about nothing because I don't care. I'm too old. I got a family. I don't want to hear any more excuses. I'm tired of a society that all it has is excuses. Be a writer. Stop making excuses. That's how you're going to persevere. That's how you're going to do great. And I see it every single day. Writers, and I hear the stories, and I see the things that they're doing by marketing things. And I, and I couldn't be more proud. People like Michelle uh, Weatherall Weather over there in Canada. All right? And the other Michelle Young. One Michelle's a male. Michelle Young, that's a female. Both in Canada. Kicking butt. Love that. They're out there doing shows, doing all kinds of publicity to get their projects out there, to continue to build their audiences. That's what you do. You'll see them on the, on the Facebook and all over the different places. That actually helps me. I mean, I'm no different than you in the sense that I'm going to have my days where I'm like, ugh, yeah. And, I, and then I, I popped up Facebook and I, I see Michelle over there, you know what I mean, putting some great comments out there, doing this, doing that. And it, it's almost like every so often we all need a little reminder about who we are, what we're trying to do, what we're continuing to try to become. To get us out of that doldrum, to get us out of that little depression, to get us out of that that times when you, you got the darkness just trying to creep on you. Well, our job is to kick it in the ass. And we're not always going to be able to do that on a daily basis. So we may need the Michelles out there of the world. You know, the Linda Embla, her, her new book, uh, that fifth element, an, an incredible uh, poetry book using all the different elements. I mean, it's amazing what she was able to do with that. That's the kind of stuff that encourages Anyone who gets a book like that. It's in Soma Publishing, by the way. Incredible. It encourages me. Because I'm going to need it time and then, too. Just because I do the show. Just because I have a publishing company. Just because I have a literary magazine. It doesn't mean that I don't need a little kick now and then. That I don't need a little boost now and then. Sometimes I need a little literary, literary caffeine from all of you. And that's fine. That's why I like the responses from the show. It reminds me that I'm not doing this out there. And, and sure, I see all the downloads and I see all the people listening. I, I see that from all of the different countries, you know. We, we edited a few more countries, actually, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, Chile for the first time. Iran for the first time. Uh, love to see some more for Iran, but I know you guys got some problems. Make America look great. Uh, thank you. You'll make us look great again by the way you're going. But love to see some more of those folks out there. Okay, I, I mean... Folks I have never seen before out there in, in, in different countries. I know right now we're, we are um, listened to by 42 out of the 152 countries. So, I mean, I'm making progress over here, all right? Uh, do I have thousands in, in every one of these countries? I don't. I have thousands in a couple of the countries. Some of the other countries, I just have a handful of people. But a start is a start, and I'll take it, okay? I don't care if I got 26 people in Chile, and Chile has like 8 million people. Hey, it's a start. It's encouraging. I'm inspired. I'm impressed. I'm grateful. Thank you, Chile. Really, really appreciate it. I know that English is a second language over there, but I've gotten some wonderful comments, so I, I can't be any more proud and any more impressed with that. But I need that just like any of you guys need that. So when I'm telling you guys this, it's just not because Mark is the god of all confidence and he never fails and he never drags. No. Just like you. I might less have these issues because I'm a little bit more strident. A little bit more outspoken, and I'm probably a little bit more angry than most about these sort of things. 
But hey, that's part of my perseverance. Sometimes it's being upset. You know, being upset that uh, more people should be listening to what we're doing and, and reading what we're doing. And I just wish we could find more and more ways to do that. The show is part of that reason I'm doing that in the first place. Talk about different topics. Oh, get my own name out there, my own books out there, and people who I know that deserve that kind of exposure. Okay? This is not all uh, altruism. Okay? I wish it was, but, you know, who can spare time from that just for the right reason? You have to have a couple of reasons. It's what they call multitasking these days. Or in this case, just having multi-goals. But and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm very happy with that and very happy to do that. It's part of my my perseverance to figure out ways to always be talking about writing. I might not always be talking about myself, and you'll be surprised by that. You know, I had a couple of people criticize me already, but I'm like, listen, the shows are open book. Every single one of them are available. Okay, so you'll notice that if you count, if you listen to every show and just make a little note to yourself each each time you listen to the show, you'd be shocked at how many times I promoted my own publishing company, uh, my own book titles, other people's book titles. I think it's I don't know maybe a handful of times out of ninety something episodes. So. I don't know, maybe you should criticize me for not promoting writing enough. Because <laughs> I guess you could say that if you want. But this is about writing and that's what I'm doing. But it doesn't mean I'm going to be plugging everybody's project every five minutes either. You know, I, I believe that's important to do. But I don't believe that when people listen to the show, they need to hear that all the time. I do it when I feel it's necessary and that's, that's it. That's it. You know, and I mean, other people, I'm sure they have other shows. That's Maybe that's how they want to do things all the time. Spend 20 minutes talking about a billion books and then go from there. Fine. That's your show. Cool. That's not my show. We're going to talk about these things because I feel that inside as writers, more of that needs to be talked about. Okay? It's not hard to have shows about books all day long. It really isn't. I could probably do 100 more shows just on people's books. But I don't see how that gets anywhere because people have questions and they want some answers to them. They want to know that there are other people out there feeling the same way. Mark, what do I do with depression? Mark, what's going on with writer's block? Mark, I'm not really sure about, you know, if this is flash fiction or if it's a short story. And Mark, I'm not sure about if rhyming poetry is, is going to kind of bring me to, you know, to Hollywood or something. Mark, I'm not sure about uh, how the hell I'm going about getting a screenplay out there. How do I protect myself? I don't want to get robbed, this, that, whatever. They want things like that. They want practical things, and they want questions answered. And, and I do my best to do something like that. We're actually going to have a screen uh, play show coming up in the, in the weeks ahead. I put a couple out there, and it's just like anything else. It's, it's a process. It's a very unique one. And it's very interesting, and, and, and it's actually quite fun. You know what I mean? But it, it, it's also uh, it's also really a, a struggle. If you notice Hollywood lately, they're not doing a whole lot of original anything. They've uh, fallen on their own times of not really believing. So more things now being done by the streaming services on an original basis. You'll probably see more original movies there than you ever see on the big networks or the big Hollywood studios. Because they just want to make Terminator 47. You know what I mean? Or Driver Miss Daisy on a skateboard. You know? It's about it. It's sequels and sequels and sequels. You know? So... God, God, believe in that maybe one day they'll come up with something original. Hey, maybe they'll eventually pick up something of mine because I'm definitely not doing any of that nonsense. I'm not a sequel kind of person, you know, in terms of writing anyway. But 
We'll do something like that. Um, we'll keep talking about different subjects. I, I love uh, this woman from Canada. What's going on, Canada? you got a lot of great people over there. You really do. Uh, her name is Jana Begovic. She's the editor of my, uh, my literary journal, a, a wonderful writer in her own right, and, and somebody I really trust because she has a real finger on things. She just, she's just intelligent and, and listens and notices things. And, you know, I remember she, her, her talking about that, you know. I want to see more things out there. And, you know, uh, I, I love how you come up with so many different topics and how do you keep doing that? Well, it's like anything else that you're trying to do creative. You know, I, I, I first say to myself, what the hell did I want to hear that I don't hear out there? Because I don't know if you guys noticed, there's only a few literary shows out there. I mean, there's probably less than a couple dozen, you know. They all have a different method and a different style, and that's all fine, but none of them talk about any of this. I mean, I've talked about sexual harassment in writing. I've talked about racism and depression and drug use and dreams and you name it. We talked about all kinds of things, and that's how I come up with the topics. What the hell would I like to hear out there that I'm not hearing out there? That's what I need to talk about then, you know, because guess what? If you even think that you have a chance of changing the world, well, you're going to have to do it yourself because you can't wait for somebody else to do it. They're not doing it. That's why it's not changing. I'm, I'm sorry that seems horribly unfair, but that's just the way the world really has always been. You know, you're not going to look around and find a leader that's going to lead us someplace. You're going to have to be that one yourself. You think something needs to get changed? You're probably going to have to do it. Pull up the bootstraps and roll up the sleeves Start taking a swing and, and, and kicking some butt. That's what you have to do in anything, whether it's in society or in your local neighborhood or at your school system or, hell, you can be in the bridge club if you want. Stop giving me ginger ale. I want a beer. I mean, <laughs> you got to say something here, okay? But um, it's no different with writing. You're going to have to be the writer that you always want to be. You're not going to find that writer. You might read some people and say, I really admire them. But let's be honest with ourselves in the brutalist way we can. We all love Shakespeare. Nobody cares about talking like that, okay? British people don't care about talking about that, all right? They don't. Hey, we all love Charles Dickens. Great. He's probably one of the more plain-written people from England. Nobody wants to write like him. They really don't. You can listen to James Patterson all day long on audio tape, on the Internet, on commercials, read some of his books. God knows, I'm not saying that he, he's some kind of a bad writer. He's not. But I wouldn't be interested in writing like that. I don't count successfully. as To me, it's boring. It's not literary. That's just me. But in the end, you've got to have your own voice. You've got to find your own voice. You've got to go out there and do it. And that's what I'm trying to do here. That's what I want you guys to do, too. Use what you can in perseverance to push on. Okay? It's not that terribly difficult. Writing is a job. Writing is work. Writing is hard. Okay? Writing is a four-letter word, even though it's not four letters, because it's hard, it's work. You need soap, because you're going to be dirty afterwards. <laughs> Here's some four letters right there, okay? And I got a few other four letters with you, but I can't do it on this network. So, all of those writing is. Okay? And guess what? Writing can also suck at times. There's another four-letter word. Yes, of course. Like any other job. But, unlike any other job, writing has a, a, an ennobling feature. 
It has a way to change people's minds and touch their hearts. It has something that brings you to the point of, I just created something new. And I'm proud of this thing. I want to get it out there. There's not too many things you could do these days that can do that. Okay? If you're one of those persons, guy or girl, that you just wash the car and then you buff the car and it's really shiny and you feel that's a great achievement and now you can go inside and take a power nap and have some Scooby snacks and a gummy bear and that's a great thing for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Be in a free society and God bless you, okay? But I'm one of those people... I don't care about the car. I don't care about driving the car. I don't care if the car is dirty or not. I just want the car to work so I get home and I can friggin' ride. That's it. It's just a stupid instrument to me. All right? So we all have different priorities. But you have to make writing that kind of priority because that's what perseverance needs. It needs to know that it is a priority for you. Doesn't mean you have to write 24-7. Doesn't mean you have to write every day or every other day or every week. It just means that when you put the time aside to do it, it's going to get done. That you're making success. That you're making progress. You have an idea and, and et cetera, et cetera. You do it according to your schedule. Okay? Never feel guilty about that. Mark, you know? I know this dude that um, he says he does like four hours a day. I don't give a crap what his schedule is. He does four hours a day. That's what he says. All right, cool. But what the hell does that mean? Okay? You're not him. You might not be able to do that. Okay? The typical writer... Busy lives, married, job, all that stuff. I mean, if they get two hours in a day, that that's an that's an enormous achievement. Especially if they do it out on a daily basis. What are they getting really? Even if you factor in the weekends and all the other kind of stuff they have to do, what are they getting in ten, twelve hours maybe of writing? If you think about it, not a whole lot. So it's that much important to make sure that you know what you want to do. That you're trying to figure out what your voice is. You're just trying to work hard on discovering it. That you're trying to put some kind of ritual in place that makes you more comfortable. That you're rewriting things and, and you're persevering by doing that. That what you're doing has meaning. That's how you do it. So this way it doesn't matter how much time you put, you put into it. Because you're going to eventually get there. Maybe it takes you longer than me. Maybe I take longer than you. But it's not really about that. It's really about that end product. That now you feel you can send it out there, whether it's to me or somewhere else. And you can hear for that first time. Yes, I like what you're saying. Yes, this makes sense to me. Yes, I'm, I'm ready to put this onto a bigger audience. Yes, 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 yes. That's what you want to hear. But you can't hear yes for me, okay? If you're not saying yes to yourself. Yes, I can do this. Yes, I'm going to put this aside. Yes, I'm going to put this aside the time. Yes, I want to make this a priority. Yes, I'm a writer. Yes, I'm a writer in the office when nobody's here in the darkness. And yes, I'm a writer when a room full of people who I don't even know if they read books or not. I don't even know if they know who the hell Shakespeare is. I don't know if they, they ever heard of Poe before. But all I know is all they know is Mick Jagger and, and, and the tequila. Okay. Educate them then. Do your part. Okay? You might turn people who don't even listen and care about literary stuff into somebody that cares. That's how you make somebody a reader. That's how you make somebody a fan. That's how you build your own base. It doesn't mean you need to go to, you know, only touch the people who, who know something about poetry or only make sure that people who write are going to check your stuff out. It's all about for everybody else, too. 
Just got to find them. Make them want to check that out. Let them see your wheels turning and your passion and your dream and the work you did. Hey, I don't even think it'll take you 20 minutes to read this flash and fiction piece that I've worked on for like three weeks. Why don't you check it out, okay? That's it. You don't have to say any more than that. People are willing to do that. You get some real good angle in there. You get some real good passion in there. You get something that really moves somebody. Well, there you got. You got somebody that's going to stick with you because they're going to remember your name. And you know why they're going to remember your name? Because you haven't forgotten your name. And you haven't forgotten that you're a writer. And you haven't forgotten that you have a responsibility. And yes, you got a job with your kids. You got a job with your wife. You got a job with your job. And now you got another job as a writer. No more of the bitching. No more of the excuse making. Just go out there and be who you're supposed to be. Okay? Maybe you wasn't born. I don't really feel I was born for it. But I definitely made it and created it. And I continue to do so. Proud to do so. You could do the same. Guess what? We need a lot more of you out there. You really do. So stick to what you need. Stick to what you know before you try to do something else. And you will see that perseverance will serve you more than you're serving it. It's going to serve you. And you'll be a writer because of it. Now, our next episode is going to be what is discipline? That's coming up in a... Uh, early early December, okay? That'll be the part three of this, uh, uh, the uh, Mechanics of Muse. But I've been very happy to be able to put this together for you folks. I got some great comments already. Hopefully this will be another one that's going to really uh, wow people and just sort of like get them primed up. Sometimes we need that. I mean, I might listen to this myself sometimes when I, when I get a little down. I just need to hear myself kick everybody else in the butt. Well, I might have to listen to myself kick myself in the butt. That's fine. Because I practice what I preach. And I, and I live this. I just want you folks to do the same. Until next time, God bless. This is Strength to Be Human, your host and writer, Mark Anthony Rossi. Thank you for listening. Follow the show and support our efforts by purchasing an ebook at Soma Publishing, www.somapublishing.com.